Radio, News Talk 1010. Hey, welcome to the show. How are you liking the heat? Just remember for a second before you complain too much about it that, uh, you know, it's a, it is better than those minus 30 days with all the, uh, all the snow. Uh, hope you have plans to enjoy the sun this weekend, but also have some sort of plan to survive the heat. I just returned from a few days in Montreal, uh, flew back uh, yesterday. So I've, I think I mentioned it a few times. My best friend, uh, some of you might know her from her radio days in Toronto, Nat Lozon. She used to work here. Actually, she used to work at, uh, at the time, it was called Mix 99.9, which is now Virgin Radio. But she's been in Montreal for over 15 years now, still working in radio. And I went over, I went uh, to visit her for a few days and just, of course, eat all the good Montreal food, which included, we had a really great meal at Liverpool House. It was kind of unplanned. So we got a table, not a table, we got seats at the bar because... You know, with a lot of the restaurants that book up, and if you're not as organized uh, as you should be, then that's usually your best bet. And uh, we had a great meal there with lots of, like, local seasonal foods. And we also did a nice little day trip to the eastern townships. So some of you might be familiar with that because I, I posted it on Facebook asking people for suggestions. And I was surprised by how many people had not only visited the eastern townships, but who said they actually grew up there. So who, you know, maybe grew up in, I think it's called Magog, uh, Knowlton, um, Canton, different areas there. And of course, with my obsession being about, you know, cheese and, and food, I wanted to go to the places in the eastern townships where there were little fromageries and where I could buy some cheese to bring back. And a friend of mine who is a bishop, and I know you're like, how could I possibly have a friend who's a bishop? It's true. And it's kind of crazy. But anyway, he suggested Abbey de Saint-Benoît-du-Lac, which is um, just a little over an hour outside of Montreal. And it's a beautiful little abbey that was founded in 1912 by monks from France. And to help support the abbey, they make really incredible food products. So in the basement of the the church, I guess, uh, they have a little shop. And so they sell like jams and preserves and honey. They also, the monks, also make a fantastic selection of cheese. And I didn't notice till afterwards. My uh, Nat said to me, "She, did you notice most of the cheese was lactose free?" And I hadn't even. I don't. I don't look for that label, so I was a bit surprised. But yes, most of their selection was actually lactose free. So of course, I come back with a ton of cheese made by monks, which was kind of fun. So if you're ever around that area, uh, Abbey de Saint-Benoît du Lac is where we went. Uh, also, Just for Last was going on in Montreal, so that was kind of fun to see. We went to see a show called um, The Ethnic Show, because I'm ethnic, so I have to only go see ethnic comedy, of course. Um, but uh, when we were walking back, it was so crowded. It was so busy um, downtown Montreal, where they had like the Just for Laughs stuff going on. And for the first time in real life, I saw two guys, because we were standing behind them at a stoplight um, waiting to cross and uh, I saw two guys with their phones out and they're playing Pokemon Go. So I've been reading all, of course, all of this craziness about everyone like walking around and trying to catch Pokemon, but I hadn't seen it in real life. I'd, I've seen it on Twitter, I've seen it on Instagram, I've seen it you know, on TV. And so I was actually starting to kind of follow them because I was watching them look for Pokemon, which was completely, it was very entertaining. And I 
I think I have a few friends who downloaded the game and who are playing it. Uh, I'd be curious to know if you're playing Pokemon Go, text it in 71010. Uh, I would like to know how you're enjoying it and if you've been getting more exercise. I had one friend post on Facebook the other day. She was talking about her teenage son. She goes, oh, great. He just downloaded Pokemon Go, but he says he has to walk five kilometers to go catch a Pokemon. And so she was kind of like, I'm annoyed by this, but at the same time, I'm thinking it's so great because he's going to walk five kilometers to catch a Pokemon and actually get out of the house and get some exercise. So feel free to text in 71010. Um, and of course, my successful trip ended with uh, bringing home bagels because there is no trip to Montreal that exists if you don't come home with uh, with some carbs. Now, my guest today is going to teach you a few new things about something that I'm pretty sure you have in your kitchen. Maybe you've only had it in your kitchen for a year, but maybe it's sitting in the back of your cupboard for a couple of years, and that could be a problem. So I promise you there is no chance that you will not learn a few things after hearing our conversation. So do you have a bottle of olive oil in your pantry? Perhaps you have more than one. I know a lot more people do. They might have that, you know, cheaper bottle they bought for $4.99 at the grocery store. Maybe they've got a nicer bottle too that someone gave them as a gift or that you bought for yourself. She thought, hey, you know what? I hear olive oil is really good. I'm going to buy this bottle. It was like $15. It must be really good. I'm going to save it for the good stuff or when, you know, when company comes over. Um, so my guest, uh, Val, you know, Val, I didn't even double check your last name. Val Vagopoulos. Got it. Ah, I'm so good with this. Val uh, owns all of that tasting bar, uh, which sells artisan oils and vinegars. You've got two shops, right? Correct. Okay. So they are one in Markham and one in Whitby. Correct. So how is it laid out? Do you have all kinds of oils that people can taste? We do. We have about 70 flavors. Wow. Uh, Yeah. And nothing's pre-bottled. So you come in and you're able to taste everything. So they stay, we house them in these stainless steel barrels called Fusties. Mm -hmm. Uh, You come in, you pour, you taste, and then we'll bottle it fresh for you. So we're protecting the product in these stainless steel barrels for you. Now, when you say you have over 70 flavors, like what, I can't imagine 70 flavors. I can imagine maybe 10. No, (laughs) Uh, it's, it's unbelievable. So we have, you know, I brought you today Persian lime, olive oil uh, with our uh, blackberry ginger balsamic. Oh, that sounds so nice. Uh, it is so nice on a salad. Um, and then we have our extra virgins. Um, and then all our flavored oils start out extra virgin, but because we've added something to them, they're no longer a virgin, right? Oh, so I didn't realize that was a... We can't call it extra virgin okay. anymore. Okay. Okay. So, because so extra virgin only me- means if it's like pure, pure. olive Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you're here because I am... I'm always curious when I hear about like... The fact that people have, there's like fake olive oils out there. And I, I think that's something that we read about a little bit, but maybe not pay a lot of attention to because we kind of believe what we read. Like Canada is a pretty great country in terms of food and quality control. It's it not like you hear about, I remember reading the story about there being fake rice in China. And I was like, <laughs> fake rice? Who's what? going to all of this work to make fake? They were making it out of paper. Oh. Like, and so when you, and you think, well, aren't we lucky that we have this sort of like, government controls and regulations and certifications that that things that are labeled or marked and sold genuinely tend to be what they say they are but that's not always the case it isn't you know it's i, I think it's hard for our government too or uh i think they're learning as well um they've just uh there's been some movement on extra virgin olive oil here in Canada mm-hmm. they've actually uh fined people 
that are importing extra virgin olive oil that that are labeled extra virgin olive oil, oh, but when tested, it's not extra virgin olive oil. So even the importers, me as an importer, I have to make sure that what I say I'm bringing into the country is mm-hmm. true. Um, and a lot of people don't do the right research. They don't ask the right questions and they don't, uh, they don't, I guess, demand proof right. that, okay, you're telling me you're selling me extra virgin olive oil. So Prove some it. of the, some of the fraudulent products could just be a case of someone importing who just believes the person they're buying it from, Correct. right? Who says, yep. you know, I, I believe you that you're telling me that this is uh, first press, cold press, you know, extra virgin olive oil from Italy or Greece. Uh, so I take what you say at face value, right. or maybe you're showing me some paperwork that says, yeah, look, I've got the certification. Yep. And so I'm bringing it in and I'm selling it as a product that I truly believe is authentic, but is yep. not. That's right. Okay. And it happens all the time. It happens all the time. We, um, I know one store in Ontario, uh, the CFIA went in and dumped all her olive oil because it was vegetable oil. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we're going to talk a bit more about that. And also, uh, I was quite interested to know that your husband is, yes. what is his title? It's an, uh, the official title is olive oil taster. Okay. So uh, it's a certification that he got by the Italians. Uh, he passed with flying colors. Uh, they were very impressed with him, and he's probably rolling his eyes at me right now, <laughs> listening. <laughs> but you should brag about this, well, because I, I think it lends authenticity to your product as well. Because I don't, I would like to know that the person who is selling me a product has gone to do some work in terms of being good at identifying that product right. themselves. Well, we take it very seriously. Very serious. Now, how many people are official olive oil tasters? There isn't many in Canada. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was one of the first ones to be certified a few years ago. There are more now. Now I don't know. Um, But I know of two people. So it's kind of a rare title to have in in Canada. It's not something that you just go online and you 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 file. You you answer a couple of multiple choice questions. Like, yeah, they sound pretty good. We'll give them that title. Yeah, no, it's a little bit more detailed than that. Um, It's interesting because I I think of it as like um, like olive oil sommelier in a way because, you know, you have wine sommelier. You've got these beer experts as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, A woman I've come to know after uh, being on the show, she's a tea sommelier. So just someone whose taste buds are so heightened to be able to identify identify the different nuances of a product. I'm good at it. He's excellent at it. (laughs) (laughs) We'll also do a bit of an olive oil taste test. Now, if you have any questions for Val, whether it it can be about olive oil, it can also be about vinegars. We'll talk about balsamic vinegar as well later on, because I find the price range in vinegars to be really confusing. Um, So if you have any questions about storing or purchasing, feel free to text in 71010. Val will be with me for a while and uh, she's here to inform us and we're we're never going to buy a fake product again after Woo-hoo. listening to her for the next uh, for the next 45 minutes where opinions are celebrated the Paychen show on News Talk 1010 Welcome back to the show. My guest is Val Vagopoulos, who is uh, the owner of All of That. It's a tasting bar of artisan oils and vinegars. You've got an online shop. You also have two locations. So Markham and Whitby are your two shops. Right. And uh, Val is here to, to educate and inform us about olive oil. And you might be thinking like, yeah, I know. I've got olive oil in my pantry. I do. Val, I probably mm-hmm. have four different bottles because I... I 
have one that was given as like, it looked like a really nice gift. So I don't <laughs> use it often. And then there's kind of like the, the one I use for like grilling my vegetables. So I kind of go through it a lot. And I, yeah. I, I don't have that as being the really expensive. You're making faces. You I want know. me to use a better olive oil. I, I know. do. So uh, we'll also talk about uh, balsamic vinegars later in the show. But so you and your husband own a shop that specializes in oils and vinegars. He, as we were saying before the break, uh, has been certified in Italy as a olive oil taster, something right. that not many Canadians uh, have been certified as. So let's start with the most basic thing, because I will bet, I, I would be willing to bet that every listener has a bottle of olive oil in their in their pantry. Oh, it sure might be do. the $6 one from the grocery store. It could be something a little fancier from a trip or from a boutique. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think we take it at face value. If the olive oil says, you know, first press extra virgin olive oil, I believe it to be that. Um, I get very confused. So I ran out of olive oil. Um, I, this was last year and I went to St. Lawrence Market and I went into one of those really beautiful little boutiques that sells cheese and olives and everything. And the entire wall was a million different kinds of olive oil. And, and I was choose, so... Right? Confused. One yeah. is eleven ninety nine. One's thirteen ninety nine. One's organic. One's you know ice pressed. One's and I'm like, oh, I don't know. And then yeah. I kind of go with a mid price one because I figure, well, maybe if it's about twenty or thirty dollars, <laughs> that's a really decent oil. Price uh, price has some play in it, but doesn't necessarily mean that if you're paying you know thirty or forty dollars for a bottle off the grocery store shelf. It doesn't mean that it's extra virgin olive oil. So UC Davis out of California did a study in most countries. Over 70% of our grocery store shelf olive oil is not true to label. Over 70%. That's a ton. So what is... Uh, olive oil. Like what should it be? Extra virgin. Extra so virgin. Extra okay. virgin is a designation. And right. in order to get that designation, it has to pass two tests. Organoleptic, so through nose and taste, like mm-hmm. an olive oil taster, like my husband. And then a chemical test, a chemistry test. So we send um, a sample at the time of crush of all our olive oils to Modern Olives in Australia. Mm-hmm. It's the only lab that the International Olive Oil Commission recognizes um, to verify if indeed our oil is extra virgin olive oil. Okay. There's a lot. And then you can also tamper with it too. So there's a lot of greedy guys out there that will add chlorophyll, change it all up to get those chemi- chemistry, get the chemistry that they're looking for. So we do a secondary test called DAGS and that'll determine if you tampered with the oil. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so you can prove a product. It just yes. requires a few chemical requires, tests. Yes. And then that way you know, but that's not something that the everyday person can do. No, but you should buy it from a supplier that is more than happy or a retailer that's more than happy to give you those results. Oh, okay. Uh, On every single one of my stainless steel barrels, there's chemistry, all the chemistry. So I'll tell you the polyphenol, the uh, date that it was crushed, the country of origin, the free fatty acid, the peroxide levels. Mm -hmm. That's all naturally occurring in when when we crush the olive. So we provide that. Why why is there so much fake oil? Why why are people going to so much work Mm -hmm. to tamper with oil, to take maybe, you know, a liter of olive oil, but then add in all this extra stuff to stretch it out? Why, 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 why? Money. It's greed. It's uh, it actually. So, Italy is actually the biggest culprit in the fraud. Okay, uh, Italians actually consume more olive oil than they produce. 
Um, so they actually oh, import olive oil. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, they import. They okay. import olive From oil. From where? Like Greece? Every Greece, Portugal, yep. Spain. Um, and if you look at a lot of the bottles, if you go, I just bought this today from the grocery store shelf. Yep. It says packed in Italy, not uh-huh. made in Italy. Oh, so we have packed. to be careful when you read the labels. But that doesn't mean that it's, yeah, they, they're not going to, so they consume more than they produce. So right. you know that they're exporting the crap and not, and keeping the good stuff for them. Oh, okay. Right? So you have to be very careful. Right. Okay. So we are looking for extra virgin olive oil. Sometimes you, in the grocery store, you'll see something that just says olive oil or mm-hmm. virgin olive oil. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's usually cheaper. So yeah. some people are, are, you know, their decisions are based on price. Right. So it's different levels, right? So extra virgin is the first pressing. Mm-hmm. Uh, cold, a lot of people say, oh, I won't buy it unless it's cold pressed. I have a guy that comes in and buys every vinegar of mine, but refuses to buy my olive oil <laughs> because I don't say it's cold pressed. Okay. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. All right. Because if I pick up this rotting olive off the ground and I go cold press it, do you think I'm going to get an extra virgin olive oil? No. It's all about the quality of the olive at the time of crush. Um so, so then if, um, so then are we, we don't really care so much about first or no cold press, cold press for me. That's my okay. opinion Yeah, because we do apply a little bit of heat. We don't go over 27 degrees. A little bit of heat is applied to the olive when it's crushed. Um, so cold pressing is a dated term when back in ancient times, they used to pick the olives, put them on this stone mill mm-hmm. uh, and you see these like big circular stones that would go and crush the olives. They would take that mash, put them on hemp fi- uh, hemp, hemp slabs, press them, mm-hmm. which was cold pressed, right. then scoop the oil from the water. Okay. That's cold pressing. So how, well, we'll get into this later on too, as I wanted, uh, I want to know how we as customers are supposed to be able to decipher between all these different labels. And Well, you should buy olive oil if you can taste it first. Don't okay. buy it if you can't taste it. Oh, uh, okay. So Make a decision mm-hmm. with your wallet to go and choose a, a reputable place and ask them to taste the olive oil. Okay. It has to taste herbaceous. Tastes like an olive, green tomatoes, fresh cut grass. Those are the notes that you're supposed to get out of that. If you don't taste any of that, walk away from it. And if they refuse to give you a sample, walk away from it. All right. So if they're not going to let us taste the product, then we shouldn't be we shouldn't be buying it. But in most of those little boutiques, you just so, look at the bottle. I just buy the one with the nice label. <laughs> That's how I choose my wine. <laughs> like there's an animal on it. Surely this is a, this is a very very good product. So, <clears throat> excuse me. When we come back, we're also going to do a little bit of a tasting so that I can tell the or you can tell me, I guess, a bit of the difference between the the cheaper stuff and the good stuff. And uh, we actually had someone uh, text in and ask about the importance of acidity to determine. Uh, extra virgin olive oil. So we can try a bit about that as well. And uh, uh, Alyssa just asked, where is the store they would like to go now? Do you want to give out the addresses? <laughs> uh, on Main Street, Markham, 107 Main Street North, um, just north of Highway 7. And in Whitby, we're at 20 Broadleaf Avenue, which is Brock Street, just one light north of Taunton. Okay, great. And then after the break, I'll also ask Val what is actually in our bottles of olive oil if it's not actually olive oil. You're listening to the Pay Chen Show here on In-Depth Radio News Talk 1010. Taking a quick break. Back after this. This is the Pay Chen Show on In-Depth Radio News Talk 1010. 
Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Hope you're learning a little something about the olive oil that you have in your pantry. This isn't meant to make you feel bad about it, uh, <laughs> but really it's just so that you know what you're buying. And if you're going somewhere and you're splashing out, you know, maybe 20 or $30 on a great bottle because you think it's a, a beautiful gift for yourself or someone else, uh, it might be something that's actually worth a few cents or a few bucks at best. So we just want to make sure that you are uh, buying the real stuff when you are purchasing your olive oil. So my guest is Val Vagopoulos, who's the owner of All of That Tasting Bar. We mentioned that you have two locations, one in Whitby and Markham. And it seems that a lot of our listeners are familiar with your shop. They're texting oh, in nice. and, Thanks, and saying guys. that it's the kind of place where they love to get gifts for friends and for family. Uh, you also have an online shop, allofthat.ca. We did mention that uh, your husband, who uh, runs the business with you, is one of uh, only several Canadians certified as a olive oil taster, so certified yep. in Italy. If you have questions, you can text in at 71010. Uh, it's funny, uh, uh, a listener texted in and said 60 Minutes did a show on yeah. olive oil, and you were telling me about this during the break. Yeah. So obviously someone else had seen this. It's um, They I said that counterfeit that. olive oil is a bigger industry than the drug market. It is. I just said that. And I, that, that <laughs> floors me that I'm like, yeah. that people are like trading in fake olive oil yeah. And meanwhile, they're like laughing at the cocaine dealers. Yeah. Like, haha, I'm making the big bucks. And they're doing it like legitimately. They're living a good life. They don't have to look over their shoulder. So if, if what we are uh, often buying, and not always, we could be getting some really good stuff if we're mm-hmm. going to a, sm- a retailer uh, like yourself or yeah. a small boutique where people are allowed to taste and where someone knowledgeable is there to kind of walk you through the process. Um, what is in some of those bottles then. If we're oh. buying an olive oil at the grocery store and it's you know four ninety nine, and you're telling me that olive oil is actually a very expensive product, yeah. uh, what's in there? Maybe a little bit of olive oil and then perhaps some more affordable oils. Yeah, just a little bit of olive oil, maybe. Mm-hmm. Canola oil, seed oil, soy oil. They'll mix it up. They'll put a little chlorophyll for color. And they'll oh, to make it a little green, right? Yep. To give it that tinge. Yep. And then they'll they'll label it extra virgin and send it to North America. But how is it that if we know this exists and there are some huge uh, you know, household name companies uh, that are, are labeling olive oil that's not olive oil, how I, like, I don't even understand how this can happen. Well, a class action suit just went um, against Brutoli and mm-hmm. a... And the other company slips my mind, um, but they just got slapped with a five hundred thousand euro fine. Okay, uh, for labeling product that isn't extra virgin olive oil, and now they've come out with a statement saying they are going to change their practices and and make sell sure you what, you're, <laughs> what you think you're buying. I don't know. Like, yeah. we, we'll think about changing our practices. Maybe we'll yeah. sell you what you think you're buying. Now we got caught, but ultimately that would mean charging customers a lot more. It's not a cheap, it's not a product you can buy cheaply. No, less than 10% of the olive oil in the world is extra virgin. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to uh, a grocery store that has it on sale today for $2.99. Which, okay, so your mom is here with you. You brought your mom (laughs) in and as part of the olive oil tasting, you brought me a good olive oil, but you also had to go pick up a a cheap one. Yeah. So I went, I said, mom, let's go to the grocery store. I got to buy bad olive oil. Ah, okay. Let's go to No Frills. It's on for (laughs) $2.99. And I'm like, perfect. Yeah, perfect. I really want that bottle of olive oil there uh, for two ninety nine. But she picked a more expensive one, eight ninety nine. Whoa, eight ninety nine. <laughs> That's getting a little luxurious there. Yeah. So, 
So let's do this little taste? taste test. And I will tell you that I've done this before. I did a olive oil taste test when I was in um, Italy about uh, three summers ago. And I stayed at an agriturismo, which is a farm that kind of operates a bit like a B&B. Yeah. So the farmer there, he grew his own olives. He made his own olive oil. And he made us do a taste test. And he also brought the cheaper you know, supermarket brand. He's like, this is probably what we're used to. And we're like, yeah, we're used to that. We've got that. <laughs> he said, but this is so you can taste the difference. Right. So you know what it is supposed to taste like. Because... Most of us in that room didn't know what it was supposed to taste like. Uh, and the, the, what I have right now that you just passed me is the good stuff? It's the good stuff. Okay. So this is, um, so for me, my opinion, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say that I believe the Spanish make the best olive oil. Okay. And that's coming from, you know, a, look, my mom's giving me the eye. Yeah, I'm like, you're didn't Greek, come from right? Greece, Macedonian, Greek. <laughs> um, so for me, I love the Spanish olive. So mm-hmm. this is the Ojiblanca. Um, olive that's crushed uh, right. from Oro Balin, which is one of the top producers in the world. He's winning awards left, right, and center. Um, these, then we also follow both hemispheres. I just wanted to mention that as well because so every six months our juice changes. Okay, so your extra virgin olive oil should be consumed within. Six to eight months, no longer than a year. Oh, Lordy, that's a yeah. problem. I have to throw Clear everything out in my pantry. <laughs> They've it's, been there at least a year. It's not a shelf-stable condiment. Oh. It's not. It's a juice, right? So it's a oh, fruit it's a that's juice. squished. Okay. So when like you squish that. a juice, yeah. it's a fruit, okay. right? So you're not going to drink Tropicana juice two years old, are you? No, but I no. will. No, no. But you right. will your olive oil. Yeah. No. So okay. is there a way to taste this? Because yeah. when I was at the farm, he made us like do these throat Slurp. noises. It was like... Yeah. But my husband is horribly loud at that too. Oh my God. Okay. okay so, so I want you to put the weight. Before you do oh, that, you're going to bloom the olive oil. Bloom so it? So that's applying a little bit of heat to release the aroma. Okay. okay. So put it in the palm of your hand. Yeah. Cover it and twist it back and forth just for a couple seconds. All right. Now keep it, kind of keep it covered and take a big sniff. Okay. So tell me what you smell. It smells like grass. That's perfect. Okay, that's good. You, you looked really relieved hear. when I said that. Hey, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> okay, and okay, now? so now I want you to slurp it like you would wine, like a wine tasting. Okay. Can I swallow so, it or do I yeah, swallow, swallow it? Yeah, swallow it. <clears throat> So you got the pepper kick in the back of your throat. Yeah, it is peppery. <clears throat> I will tell you the first time I, I had that, I did not like it. Well, it, that's the polyphenols it in burns. the olive oil. You want that. Okay. That's telling you that's fresh juice. Now, did you taste the bitterness as well? Yeah, I the did. The bitterness also tells you that it's a fresh juice. Okay. You want those two qualities. Now, when you cook with it and you put it on food, that will disappear. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that's actually a very good, that's a robust. And they're also deemed coffers. One coffer, two coffer, three coffers. You didn't cough at all. Oh, I, I didn't coughed. know they were like cough. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> There's one with a polyphenol of like 700 that we had one year and I literally, like I choked. Is it, it was just that it's so spicy So feeling? spicy. Like yeah, peppery, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Because there's so much, there's so much polyphenols in it. It's unbelievable. Oh, right. Because actually we had a listener text in to ask about that burning sensation and if that was normal or if it was a, want it. a good thing. Yeah. You, you want, want it, but could that. you fake it as well? If you had a product, you, you could fake it, right? Yeah. Those greedy producers know how to chemically alter something and make that burn happen. Okay. Um, but we've lab tested all of these and these have not been adulterated. This is the thing is you've actually tested and sent these away so you know yeah. that this is the authentic product. So now you're going to give me the stuff, the $2.99 stuff that your mom bought from <laughs> no, me. No, $8.99. Come oh, on, Kay. Did you buy the $8.99? Yeah, we bought the paint. Yeah, we bought special. The- <laughs> so right. bloom this one. So we're just going to, so it's in a little plastic like thimble. So it we're just kind of like. It should be in a blue cup. But right. Okay. That's all right. You know. You know, for our purposes, yeah. this is fine. You know what? I'm an easygoing gal. I don't mind drinking out of plastic. <laughs> all right. So. It's all good. Okay. okay so now, now we're going to flip it. Smell it. Oh. Um. It doesn't smell like much to me, actually. You I don't, don't smell, smell a lot. Um, How about Elmer's glue? I, <laughs> How about paint thinner? 
You probably have a much better nose than I do. Well, I smell paint thinner. Do you? I don't yeah. smell a lot. I don't smell the I don't smell the herbiness of yeah. the other one either. But notice, I just want you to check your palate. For it's not heavy or greasy, right? So no. real extra virgin olive oil is yeah. not heavy or greasy. If it's heavy or greasy, that's old oil. Oh, okay. Okay. So now I want you to slurp this. I don't even want to taste it. Oh. I don't like it either. I don't like it. Yeah. So that is not extra virgin olive oil. And that's, it's labeled extra virgin olive oil Mm -hmm. that we just bought off the grocery store shelf. I think I'm going to take a drink of water. (laughs) All right. So this is something that, but it's like, for someone who doesn't know wine, like myself, when I do wine tastings, I need someone to tell me, you know, what's like when people say, do you taste earth? Do you taste a little (laughs) bit of nutmeg? Do you taste the ocean? I just want you to taste grass. "Ah, (laughs) I'm not sure. So I don't know that. I don't necessarily think I have the palate for it, but I do know that I don't want to be ripped off. Right. I do know that if I'm going to spend $20 on a really nice gift for a friend, that uh, that I'm buying them a really, I'm buying them an authentic product. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But, and that's what we uh, pride ourselves on because we do the test and we know what we're selling you. Now, here's a question. Can you buy a, de- a good olive oil for, let's say, $10 or is that just not possible? I'd like to see it. Okay. I don't know. So if someone is going, so if you really do want to buy an extra virgin olive oil, a true well, product, you should be thinking at a, at spending what? It varies, right? It depends on so many things. Like what was the weather like? Like last year, Italy got killed with a bug. Oh, okay. So there was less extra virgin olive oil. So of course their prices are going to go up. Mm-hmm. Our prices are going to go up. It's basically a commodity. Right. This is my small 200 mil bottle that goes for twelve ninety five in my store. Which is really reasonable to me because it's... I don't go through oil that quickly, obviously, because I have a bottle in my cupboard that's been there for three years. <laughs> well, you should consume it every day. It's healthy for you. It, that's it's, true. It's been scientifically proven to retard the gene of breast cancer. It's a natural anti-inflammatory. It fights heart disease. It doesn't allow the lipids to form in your arteries. It, it's, and that's the main reason, I, you, you were saying this to me in break, is the main reason people are using olive oil is because they know of the health benefits. Right. So if you're going to, if that's why you want it, because you know it's good for you, then why are you buying the fake stuff? Right. So after the break, we're going to continue a conversation with Val. If you have any questions about olive oil, we'll also touch on vinegars after the break. You can text in at 71010. You're listening to The Pay Chen Show here on In-Depth Radio News Talk 1010. More with Pay Chen on In-Depth Radio News Talk 1010. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for your text coming in. Um, actually asking Val about... Uh, some of the things you are texting in is teaching me a lot of things. Um, people are asking one, I think, common question that we should address, Val, is a listener texted in and said that they thought that you weren't supposed to cook with olive oil because it changes the properties oh, of the oil. Crazy. So you hear this a lot. <laughs> So I don't know, you know, people say, well, the good quality olive oil don't cook with, you don't want, you know, just use it You don't sparingly. want to change it, yeah. Applying any heat to any oil alters the oil, no okay. matter what you use. If you start out with a good extra virgin olive oil and you know it's a good olive oil, applying heat does damage it, but it doesn't damage it to the point where there's no more health benefits in it. Um, 
in order for it to be bad for you, you have to keep olive oil at 450 degrees for 10 minutes. When you start seeing the blue smoke, mm-hmm. that's when it's turning carcinogenic. So that's when we talk about the smoke point of different oils right. because a lot of, uh, I have a lot of chefs on the show. They'll talk yep. about their favorite oils for frying or for doing certain things. And it's usually, uh, olive oil is usually not their favorite frying oil right. or sauteing, whatever it is, because they need a really high smoke point. I do. I cook everything in olive oil. You said you cook French fries in olive I oil. I do. Actually, and I think that's kind of an expensive thing to do if, you, if you're using good, you know, olive oil. But when I was 15 and I went to my parents' village by myself, because that's what I wanted to do, uh, my grandmother in the village made me French fries in olive oil. Mm-hmm. And then I was hooked because it was probably the best French fries I've ever had in my life. It was unbelievable. Your mom is beaming. Yeah. It's her mother-in-law. She didn't like her very much, but it's so- okay. <laughs> The truth comes out. <laughs> so we also, uh, I want to mention that you do have two uh, giveaways. So you can text in 71010 if you text in before the end of the show, uh, full name and your mailing address because Val will actually mail out those uh, prizes. Uh, want to tell us what's in them? Uh, I'm going to send out a 200 mil of olive oil mm-hmm. and balsamic. Oh, so, very nice. So um, I haven't chosen the flavors. Maybe I'll let you choose the flavors. Oh, that'd be great. Okay, so text in uh, your first and last name, also your mailing address. And uh, if you want to, actually, you know what? Why don't you send in your email as well? And that way it can loop in Val. And if you have certain flavors, then awesome. she can send that to you. So uh, don't be in a crazy hurry. you still got a couple of minutes. You've still got like 10 minutes before the end of the show to enter. So we've got two of those prize packs to give away. Um, let's talk a little bit about balsamic vinegar. I love balsamic because it's sweet. For the mm. longest time, I only knew the balsamic that I bought. In the gr- and you know what? Grocery stores are great. They sell fantastic products. That's where they I get do. most of my stuff. <laughs> but when you're looking at certain products that um, should not be at a certain price point, but are, then you sort of have to raise your eyebrows. So the, when I was first exposed to real or better balsamic, it was thick and syrupy and really sweet. Mm. And I thought, well, this is different. Yeah. So there's balsamic vinegar, true balsamic vinegar only comes from the region of Modena, Italy. Okay. A lot of the bottles you'll see, it'll say Modena like. Oh. Right? So they've copied them or tried to make their own balsamics, which they can do. Mm -hmm. Tony and I went to Italy almost two years ago and we went to our supplier who's been in business for over a hundred years and had a tour. It was unbelievable. But there are three different levels of balsamic vinegars. There's DOPs, which is governed, mm-hmm. and it'll only come in a 100 mil bottle with a number on it. Uh, only those, in that size? That's it. Okay. And I have them in my store ranging from $95 to $300. Wow. Okay. I haven't cracked open the $300 one. I can't bring myself to do I it. I would love to taste that. Okay. Come over. and we'll, <laughs> like, uh, You come over and I'll do it. Okay. Because okay? I'm just so curious okay. as to what that tastes like. Let's okay. do it. I'm so, curious too. So DOP? DOPs. Yeah. And then there's condimentos, which we sell. But within condimentos, there's different levels. So the top one is a four-leaf condimento. That's our product. Mm-hmm. So the, the darks are aged in wooden barrels. The whites are aged in stainless steel barrels. Um, The difference between dark and white, dark's been caramelized, whites haven't been. Darks will tend to be sweeter. Okay. So if you don't like it too sweet, uh, you'll tend to go to the whites. The white balsamic? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Then what makes the price you know, go between $100 and let's say $300. Because I noticed that uh, sometimes it'll say, you know, four years aged or like 15 years. So is it like wine where the longer it's aged, the better it is? Correct. Just like wine. So our gold is aged 25 years. Um, You know, uh, the we we actually, I had a question when I went to Modena. I said, what about this 100-year-old balsamic? This lady came into my store and I tried a 100-year-old balsamic. Does that exist? 
uh, to me, any liquid will evaporate over a hundred years. Right. So when I asked, um, the tour guide, uh, she said, you know, it's all marketing. She says the mother could be generations in the family mm-hmm. up to a hundred years or the barrel that the vinegar is actually being aged in right. has been in the family for a hundred years. So then they call it a hundred year old balsamic, but, but the, the actual liquid itself. is not a hundred years old. Okay. It, it, it's, it's impossible. What's a fairly, what? Are there standard years that we should see on the shelves? Like, is it like 5, 10, 15? It's, is what, it- it's what you like, right? So mm-hmm. the younger years, will be they won't have a lot of depth to them is what I find. We have 12 and 18. So okay. the 12, our whites are age 12 years. Our darks are aged 18 years. And our it, it's it's so beautiful, the 18 year. You'll taste it. I've given you my 18-year-old oh, balsamic yay. there. And this Take little plastic symbol. Yep. <laughs> okay. It's not, I don't have to balsamic. do anything. You just have to sip it. Don't chug it like a shot though, pay. Because okay. you'll choke. Ask I me how to. I know. <laughs> this is delicious. It's, it's awesome. so. When I had real balls, like good balsamic for mm-hmm. the first time, and someone put it over strawberries, I'm like, this is really weird. I'm not okay with vinegar being on strawberries. <laughs> um, and it was fantastic. It awesome. was like it completely opened my eyes. And I was in my 20s. I was working in a restaurant. Yeah. The chef did that. He was a French chef. And. He uh, did like a flambe of strawberries and he put cracked pepper and then he put balsamic on it. Mm-hmm. And I, I was a kid who like ate craft dinner. So <laughs> I was like still in university and I'm like, this, I'm not into this fancy food. This is really weird. But it can, it totally, yeah. it was all new to me and yeah, it was really amazing. It's a, we, you can even make martinis with vinegars. There's a lot of restaurants that make martinis with vinegars. Now, uh, with the um, balsamic vinegar, when we read the labels, because like when I was in Italy and I wanted to buy myself a night, I was like, I'm going to buy myself a really good souvenir. I'll buy mm-hmm. some balsamic vinegar. And I think I ended up buying one that was about 40 euro, which to me was a lot for a product. It is a lot. Yeah. And I use it sparingly. Yeah. Um, and I was reading the ingredients because I thought maybe I could differentiate quality based on ingredients, but it should be the same thing. It's like grape must. It doesn't sound beautiful. It is grape must. No, that, that's right. It, it is made from grape must. <laughs> um, uh, the balsamic vinegar comes from the Trebbiano grape, and okay. then there's grape must in it, um, which is just the grape, like it's the skin. Yeah, that's what it is. Should it have other ingredients in there? Like if we're bu- if we're looking at our bottle at home, if somebody might be listening going home to look at their bottle, and but it should it shouldn't have five, it should, fifty different things in it there. It shouldn't. No, it shouldn't. Okay, should it have other vinegars in there, or like- some might have wine vinegar in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't see a lot of ingredients in ours, no. Okay, so it should be, so Great Must is, makes it, sense. Yes. It's an unfortunate name because uh, <laughs> it is not very sexy when you're spending $80 on a product. Yeah. Uh, so uh, people can still text in 71010 with your full name, email address, and um, mailing address if you could, and then we'll select two winners and Val will send them off to you. So now that we've covered, so we've covered the balsamic, uh, is there a going price sort of like, because at the grocery store, let's say I see a bottle on sale for five ninety nine. What's probably in that product? It's very thin. I know for sure. It's very. Thin. It's very watered yeah, down. So uh, what we were taught was um, in Italy, the legal time limit is thirty days of aging. After thirty days, mm-hmm. that product can be labeled as an aged balsamic and shipped out. Oh, but that okay. product won't have and it will have very little depth to it whatsoever. So balsamic is more like wine. Like it's like taste what you like. Mm-hmm. So when you taste it, you like it, you buy it. Right. Okay. So if you, if you like that, if you want it to be a bit thin, hey, you know, Yeah. See, but you right. see the thickness of, of ours. Do you mm-hmm. still have yours in your cup there or did you drink it all? Uh, of your, 
your oil? No, the balsamic. Oh, yes, I have the balsamic. Okay. Yes, yes. So if you spin it around a little bit, mm-hmm. you see how it coats the cup? Yes, because it's thick. It's like a... that's a thicker one. If there's anything, th- if it's if you buy a vinegar that's thicker than that, know that there's either a thickening agent in it, like a starch or a sugar. Oh, because um, or it's been reduced, and a lot of the times they do add sugar to it to make it sweeter and to make the process quicker by reducing the vinegar. So because you're often told that balsamic vinegar should be sweet, so I don't want yeah. one that has sugar added to it. There there are places that sell them with sugar in them, but don't tell you that there's sugar in them. All right. So Val, uh, we're uh, just wrapping up the end of the show now. If people are buying their olive oil mm-hmm. somewhere, what are the, what's a basic question they should ask? Ask you- them to taste it. Okay. So, and then I want you to smell it. It has to have herbaceous notes like fresh cut green grass, uh, green tomatoes, banana, artichoke. Oh, I'm never going to smell that. Yeah. Oh, you might. You okay. will. Oh, okay. you will. <laughs> um, but, and if it smells like, you know, Elmer's glue, paint thinner, don't buy it and taste it. If it's, if it's not, uh, it doesn't um, clear your palate, mm-hmm. don't buy it. If it coats your palate, it's old oil. Okay. So the oil that most of us have in our pantries right now is probably, well, you could still use it, but just know that it's not the product you think it is, right? right? You could use it, but it, yeah, it's not olive oil. Okay. So if that's if you're looking to have good olive oil because it's healthy for you, uh, but your bottle, and if your bottle has been there longer than how long, Val? Six, uh, eight months? So after a year, yeah. the olive oil is just a dead fat. So there's no health what? benefit to it. No, no, don't tell me that because it I is. have like, I've got good oil in my cupboard right okay. now. Okay. <laughs> Bring it it to me and I'll tell you. That's now dead because it's too (laughs) old. Uh, Well, thanks for for joining us today, Val. It's been very informative. Really appreciate it. If you want to find more information, you can visit the website for her shop, olivethat.ca, and you can find the locations there as well. Uh, And hope you all have a great weekend and you learned a little something about olive oil. And I'm away next week and I'll be back the week after that. Enjoy the heat, everyone.